Momentum Podcast, helping you develop a partner network that enables ministry to happen. Take 12. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to our very first Momentum Podcast. My name is Daryl Parsons. And I'm Naomi Vandevish. And uh, Naomi and I together have the uh, privilege of working with Youth for Christ Canada. And uh, one of the roles, because we both have many roles we fill, is mm-hmm. is with Momentum. And That's right. you happen to be the Momentum lead coach. Yes, and it's an amazing job. I love it. What's your favorite part about coaching Momentum? Um, talking to new staff across the country and hearing their stories. I just love hearing how people um, enter into ministry. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I love the coaching conversations I'm having with staff and hearing mm-hmm. their stories. You might, might actually be asking yourself uh, at this point, what is momentum? Which kind of begs the question why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but if, if you've never heard of momentum or you don't understand what it is, essentially momentum is ministry partner training for Youth for Christ, uh, Youth Unlimited staff. And uh, ministry partnership is an interesting term as well. Years ago, people had donors and supporters, and there's all kinds of terminology, right, that we would have used. But what Youth for Christ Canada realized several years ago, uh, and actually incorporated into our strategic plan and our values, was that we need to see donors as partners. That's and great. yeah, partnership is uh, yeah, like is a huge. Uh, a shift, a whole paradigm shift in how we see the people mm-hmm. who come alongside us to help us do what we do in Youth for Christ Canada. And uh, when we have these conversations, like Naomi, you talk to dozens of people perhaps over the course of a year. Yes. I mean, we hear the same and similar questions coming up and we, we decided that it would be great if we could have some conversations here in this podcast format with some people who know uh, a lot about these subjects and uh, actually share them with you as as uh, YFC staff, whether you're a new staff just getting started or whether you've been with YFC for a dozen years or more, uh, that there may be something that you can learn uh, as we all you know share and learn together. That's right. I'm always amazed by the staff across the country that I talk to. And I think we have so many experts that have been doing yeah, this forever yeah, that amazing. we can learn from. Yep. Um, so we are very excited to be covering um, many topics, and the first topic we're going to be covering is calling. What we mean by that is the calling to ministry that God has placed in your life, mm-hmm. um, because we feel it is foundational to Absolutely. healthy ministry partner development. Yep, I would say critical, undoubtedly. Right? Yeah. If, if you don't understand calling, then uh, your whole you know I don't I don't even know. What is your ministry founded on? Yeah, exactly. It's so important. It is so important. And we know someone who is just as passionate about (laughs) understanding. Probably more passionate. Probably more passionate. (laughs) That's the impression I get anyway. Paul Robertson. Paul Robertson is um, a youth culture specialist with Youth Unlimited Toronto. He has been with Youth for Christ for almost 40 years. That's amazing. Isn't it? It's mind-blowing. Yeah. (laughs) And he also does the ministry partner development training in the Toronto chapter. They call it New to YU. Yes. Um, We had the opportunity to sit down with Paul before the Eastern Conference. So let's just listen in to what what we shared about. Uh, Paul, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Daryl. It's great to be here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, you've been around YFC for a long time. Can you tell us a bit about how you got started? Well, uh, 40 years ago this morning, I came to know the Lord. And believe it or not, two weeks later, I got involved with Youth for Christ. Wow. uh, That's what we used to call it, as a volunteer in Mm. Belleville. 
and I've been full-time the last 38 years. I uh, taught high school for five years before coming into the ministry. And so I've had 43 years now working with young people. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. So you just mentioned uh, the, the short time frame between coming to know Christ and getting started in your ministry. Uh, how did you make that jump so quickly? Well, there was a YFC director in Belleville who found out there was a new Christian teacher at the high school, <laughs> and of course he was all over it, and he came up and basically told me about Campus Life. I had seen Campus Life posters on the walls at my school, and I was a marketing teacher, and I could never figure out why insurance companies were putting Campus Life signs up <laughs> at, the, at my high school. Uh, but needless to say, I found out that there was a, a spiritual dimension to those signs, mm. and so I got involved as a volunteer uh, for six months and then he left and went back to the states and i ran the program in 79 80 as a uh, as a volunteer slash school teacher and then um i just felt the call to come into the ministry and the lord kind of spoke to my heart and and we left belleville in 1980 and and here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that calling thing, right? That's, mm. that's the word that we hear people use a lot around yeah. ministry. But what we really, really wanted to do was unpack that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, I've often said I have had three callings. Uh, my first calling was 40 years ago today to come into the kingdom. And then in the spring of 1980, uh, I was sitting in my living room reading my Bible, and it was the verse in First Peter 4.10, which said each one of us should use whatever gift that he or she has received from the Lord to administer his gift of grace mm. in its various forms. And the Lord just said to me, you have the gift of evangelism and relating to kids. And that was just that moment where... Mm. I just, yeah, that was the call to ministry. Hmm. Um, yeah, years later, I would find out that that word gift actually isn't a gift in the spiritual gift sense that we would normally think of the word, but it really means a special endowment to undertake a particular task. I think it's the only time in the New Testament that word is actually used. And so I guess God looked at me and how I'd hmm. spent five years as a high school teacher and relating to kids and said, you know, you have that gift to build relationship with kids and uh, and tell them about Jesus and, you know, come to the ministry. So, you know, shortly after that, I ran into a guy who was running uh, Highlands Youth for Christ up in Orangeville. And he had been praying for somebody uh, about 28, married with a family. And I was 28, married with a family. <laughs> and he came to my classroom in Belleville. And we sat and talked, and he told me later, he said, I knew as soon as I met you, you were the guy to come and start Highlands Youth for Christ in Orangeville. So it was just a, a very uh, definitive thing. Uh, then I spent nine years in Orangeville running that, and then I had an invitation to come to Toronto. And I, I hated Toronto. I hated the city. I'm a, I'm a country boy at heart. And uh, you know, is that the to, message you really want to send to all the Toronto yeah, people yeah, well, who might be listening yeah, to this well, podcast? I ended up being their executive director for a number of years, <laughs> and I'm still there 38 years later. And anyway, I just you know I wasn't big on the city, and yet I'd had this invitation to mm -hmm. leave Orangeville Highlands Youth for Christ, which was going very well. Mm -hmm. And to go to the city, which I didn't really like, and yet my heart started to fall in love with the city. Mm. A friend of mine, I was telling him what was going on and that I'd had this invitation to from National to go to Toronto. And he looked at me and he said, uh, your heart is already gone to Toronto. 
And that's frightened mm. me. And I said, is it that obvious? And he said, yeah. He said, you know what you need to do, don't you? And I said, what's that? He said, you need to run along and catch up with your heart because mm. you can't live without it. Mm. And that scared me so badly. I just got up and left. I never said another word to him. <laughs> Went over to my room. This was up at Elam Lodge near Peterborough. And I didn't even have a Bible with me. And I laid down on the bed and I reached mm. into the drawer, pulled my Gideon Bible out or a Gideon Bible out. Yeah. And I just put it on my chest, and I said, you know, Lord, I, I know you shouldn't do this, but I really need a verse to hang my hat on because I'm really confused uh, about this thing with Toronto. Mm. And I just flipped it open, and the verse I read was Proverbs 21, verse 1, which I think was the Living Translation. It just said basically that the, the heart of the king in the hands of the Lord is like a river of living water. Then these words, he, meaning God, mm. directs it wherever he pleases. Mm. And I still get a chill when I even just, I haven't thought about that story for a long time. But that was, that was the confirmation of my call right. to ministry. Yeah. And yep. I left, uh, left Orangeville in uh, the spring of 81 and, and, uh, or of 89 and came to Toronto and it was great. Hmm. But the, awesome. the sense of call is very, very important, especially for the new people coming on. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love how scripture plays such an important part of each of those calls that mm -hmm. you described. Yeah. Um, and I know scripture has some some stories around calling. What what scriptures would you pull out to describe calling? Yeah, well, the, the two I go to is Abraham's calling, mm. which uh, I love because, you know, there's Abraham just kind of minding his own business, mm -hmm. uh, living his life, and and God calls him. Uh, and But God doesn't say where to go. Mm. And, you know, it just says that Abraham followed. Yes. Uh, going not knowing, as the, uh, the, the Acts talks about the Apostle Paul. And so there was this sense that, that God had called, Abraham went, he didn't know where he was going, he didn't know what he was getting himself into. And I think a lot of what we do at Youth Unlimited when we're called, we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. And that's probably a good thing, because if we did know, probably, we wouldn't come. But Abraham went and the rest is history you know in fact the scriptures say that abraham was a friend of god mm -hmm. and yet it's interesting that abraham really doesn't have a, a long sheet of accomplishments yeah. he was a pretty ordinary guy mm -hmm. who just felt that god was the center of his life and was leading him and he followed and he went the other one that i love is is the is, is the apostle paul in the book of acts who just feels that the Spirit is calling him to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And and he talks about going, not going. He's standing down at the Sea of Galilee with a bunch of his old friends, and he's telling them that he doesn't necessarily understand it all. But God has called, and he says, I, I'm going not knowing necessarily what will happen to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And out of that sense of calling, he goes. And, you know, when I was the executive director of Toronto and st new staff would come in to be interviewed and I did the interviewing, mm. I would always ask them, has God confirmed your calling in mm. some way? Uh, is it through a scripture like he was so gracious to do with me? Right. And I've talked to staff that, yes, God has given them a verse. Mm. Uh, staff who God has spoken to them through a hymn or through a friend or mm. through a sermon. Mm -hmm. But somehow God speaks and confirms what you're doing is what he's calling you to do. Hmm. Uh, and, and that calling means that you're going to turn your back on a lot of stuff that the world has to offer. I mean, I look now at uh, almost 66 years of age, and if I'd yeah. stayed teaching, I would have a very sweet retirement <laughs> package. <laughs> but uh, as it is, uh, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. 
and I, I'm thinking so much about this idea of confirmation uh, because it's it's come through uh, in your story uh, as you, as you shared it with us, and also uh, you know the importance as as you've related it from scripture. Um, I guess for me, the thought of confirmation is one that says uh, maybe I'm able to uh, better discern what God is mm-hmm. asking me to do because of that confirmation, and I'm not just maybe falling into some uh, trap of doing what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, exactly. And that to me is always the hardest when God puts some good thing in front of me that looks really shiny mm-hmm. and exciting is, mm-hmm. God, is this my will or is it yours? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I just think that's that's where I think God is quite capable to confirm yeah. if we are opening. Yeah. And I can remember staff that I would interview about about the calling to ministry. And I would ask them this question. If I don't hire you today to do youth ministry... Yeah what will you do tomorrow for ministry? Hmm. And if they say anything other than, I'll go back to my local church and start doing kingdom work, if they answer anything other than that, I know that they weren't called. Hmm. And so I wanted to hear that. And most of the time, they, they were going to go back and do some form of ministry. Yeah. But you know, God is, is big enough and kind mm-hmm. enough and gracious enough to either whisper into our hearts yeah. that sense of calling, yeah. which I think... For a lot of our staff, that's what it is. But I just, I would push the envelope a little bit, and I still do when new staff come on board with us. Mm. I start their time with us and their training. Uh, In fact, the deputation, the fundraising component starts with, are you sure of your calling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and I because I've only had one staff in let's say the last twenty years that I've been doing this that didn't really make it even through the the fundraising process right. mm-hmm. because from the first time I spoke to her I thought she's not called mm-hmm. and uh, she, so God had something else for her and and she went but hmm. it's important so that importance of being sure of your calling why why do you have that special focus on that. Well, I, I guess, you know, we went back a long, long time back into the early 90s. Uh, I was going through probably the toughest time mm. in my ministry and my career with Youth for Christ. And I don't need to get into the details. Other than to say one morning I was sitting in my office mm. uh, with the Toronto Globe and Mail open. And I was looking for a job hmm. teaching oh. high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt that uh, this whole thing was killing me. Um, I would say it's probably the closest I ever came to having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And the stress and the pressure was just unbelievable. And uh, a good friend came into my office and closed the door, and he said to me, you don't look very good. Now, that's not exactly what he said, but <laughs> for, for, for podcast purpose, we'll say that. And, and I said, and I feel like that, too. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm leaving the ministry. Mm. I said, you know, I can't take this any longer. And so uh, he was in this, this battle with me, and he said, no, we'll get through this together. We just need to hang in there, and the Lord will get us through. And, mm-hmm. and uh, when he left the office, I went right back to looking for a job. Right. And then God said to me, you know, when you came to Toronto, you asked me to give you a verse. Mm-hmm. You flipped your Bible open. I gave you Proverbs 21, verse 1. What are you going to do with that? And and there was there was no answer. He hadn't given me another scripture. He hadn't called me. I was bailing out just because things were tough. Mm. And when I look back, and that's probably, you know, almost 30 years ago, mm. that if I hadn't had that verse in my life, I would have left the ministry. Mm-hmm. There's just no doubt in my mind that that was the only thing that kept me in the ministry was that God had called, 
He had revealed that to me, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. So sure, things were tough, but God just kind of said, you know, hang in there, we'll get through this. And so when I teach our incoming staff about calling, I, t- I talk about, you know, you're, it's exciting now and yeah. it's fun now, mm-hmm. but you'll come to times when it's going to get pretty dark. Mm-hmm. And will the darkness drive you away or will the darkness drive you to God? And if you're sure of that calling, then you can't get out of it. Uh, I think it was uh, Spurgeon who said, you know, if you feel God, no, it was D.L. Moody, who said, if God is calling you to ministry, do everything you can to get out of it. Mm. <laughs> and when you can't, then you know you're called. Mm. And so like that. it's important. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, too, the, uh, the the truth that, you know, at the hard times will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the challenges is that sometimes they come a lot quicker than we, we want to think they might. Yeah. Um, so there's no, you know, there's no guarantee that the sun is going to shine. And I feel like one of the possible mythologies around calling is that when we feel the call, we're going to see the white dove and the rainbow and it's uh, some, some heavenly music will play and we'll all be happy. Mm. And the big word I hear is I feel a sense of peace about it, mm. that you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've also seen, especially in the Bible, examples of things not being peaceful when people followed God's call. And uh, so, so I, there, I get this sense that sometimes we expect everything's going to work out really super easy for us when we follow God's call. But that necessarily isn't always the case. Oh, for sure. So I just, you know, for, for somebody who's listening right now and sorting yeah. out their call and they're saying, well, I'm struggling right now. I'm having a really yeah. hard time with this. Yeah. Am I actually called? What would you say to that person? Well, I, I, I think, you know, uh, I always look at the life of Christ. So here was the Son of God, came to planet Earth. Yeah. And if anybody should have had an easy ride, God should have had an easy ride, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't. You know, and, and he said, what happens to him is going to happen to us. And so, you know, I think if we look at all these tough times and go, that shouldn't be happening to us. Yeah. You know, I think our theology is pretty messed up. Hmm. Yeah. But I know of some of our younger staff, so because I stay in touch with them. And if they need help with their fundraising as we go forward, we stay, uh, you know, I come alongside of them. And you can have those dark times like I've had dark times. I've kept a journal for 35 years. Yeah. And one of my goals before I die is to go back and read through it. Mm. But it is just a series of I'm on the mountaintop at one minute, I'm down in the valley Mm. the next, and it's an up and down thing. (laughs) Sounds like Psalms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, one of the verses that I give uh, our staff is Isaiah 49, 15. And uh, God says, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. And that Hebrew word really means to, to carve out or to cut out. Yeah. our pictures on the palms of his hands and mm-hmm. and it occurred to me it's it's plural so he just doesn't cut you on one hand he engraves you and carves your face on both of his hands mm. and he says in that verse you know a mother may forget her nursing child and it's kind of like i think god tongue-in-cheek going like how likely is yes. it that a mother's going to forget what her nursing child looked like right and God says, so just that you will know that, that I haven't forsaken you or forgotten you. I've carved your pictures yeah. on the palms of my hands. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the promise. Right. That even in the darkness, when we can't see where we're headed or how we're going to get through it, yeah. we're still in the palm of God's hands. Yeah. No, pl- no better place to be. No. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. It's a beautiful picture. 
Um, and I think everything that you've said today has emphasized the importance of really understanding your calling. And at Momentum, part of what we do is we help people as they're raising support. Um, so we want to really have that hit home. Calling is so important to understand so that you can then go out and share your story with people. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's exactly what you do in New to YU in Toronto. And so mm-hmm. I, if you want to speak to that for a minute, just the, the importance of making sure you understand it before you go and and raise support. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of behind the curve because by, by the time they get to my yeah. my training, uh, they've already signed the contract yeah. and signed up. <laughs> yep. However, I know that in the process of bringing them on staff, yeah. some of this stuff is hit on. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like now that you've signed up for a tour of duty, mm-hmm. uh, let me remind you about the importance of this thing called calling. Yeah. yeah. And that if, you know, Hudson Taylor said that God's work done in God's time shall not lack God's supply, mm. then if we're walking in God's will, then then those things will, will follow. Yeah. And I know that, that the number one answer, I always ask uh, our staff, our new staff, you know, what is the one word or emotion that came to your mind when you found out you had to raise your your own support <laughs> mm-hmm. and 95 percent of them and i've been tracking this for 20 years it's the word fear, fear. yeah i'm afraid mm-hmm. i'm afraid that i won't make it i'm afraid uh what i'll look like to others around me sure. i'm afraid of what my friends will think yep. i'm afraid of what my family will think mm-hmm. and so you know i do a about an hour plus on psalm 27 which to me is a great one on understanding fear and understanding how God tells us just to to trust in him and to get through those kinds of things. But I think if we're sure that God has called us to the ministry, that that God will provide, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking back to all the years I've been doing this training. And and other than that one girl that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. I can't think of anybody who didn't at least get in part time into the ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that relates back to their sense of call. Mm -hmm. And but I just want to remind because some of them will say to me, well, gee, I've never really thought about it before. God hasn't given me a scripture or whatever. And I said, well, will you between now and our next meeting, Mm -hmm. just ask God to confirm it. And most of them will come Mm -hmm. back and say, yeah, you know, there was this verse I read a long time ago and I didn't connect it until we started to talk about Mm -hmm. this calling thing. So a solid call, raising your support go hand in hand and i think then you go out confidently Mm. that god has called you he's called you out from the general population to serve as a missionary yep we're not youth workers we're we're not staff we're missionaries Mm -hmm. and that requires that we go and live by faith Mm -hmm. and that's when you're talking to your donors to explain to them that you've been called as a missionary to Youth Unlimited, mm-hmm. and part of that joy and rap responsibility is you live by faith. Yeah. And how exciting mm-hmm. is that? Well, people get people get excited by calling, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. get. They, it's not nearly as exciting to tell somebody that you need to raise support so you can pay your light bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. really have yeah. the same yeah. gravitas. Yeah, what, you know? what has God called you to? Yeah, that's what you need to be telling that's your supporters. Right. Yeah. That's right. And this yeah. is how they can come alongside you and yeah. be part of your ministry. Yeah. yeah. But I, what I really appreciate about about uh, about two Paul as, as you've been talking through it is it's not just 
the uh, it's not just the partner development side of things. It's not just raising the support, mm-hmm. but that calling is going to be the anchor that helps to hold you when uh, the inevitable hard times come along, yes. as as they do. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a beautiful picture uh, that you painted of, uh, of 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 God's remembering us. I love that love mm-hmm. that imagery of you know mm-hmm. of a, uh, just a child you know uh, uh, being held by a nursing mother and just yeah. you know making yeah. the eye contact mm-hmm. and being there and and that. I just you know, if that mother can't forget the face of her child, yeah. uh, the way Christ has uh, engraved us on His palms is beautiful imagery. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking well, this thank time. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's wonderful to be able to have our first podcast with uh, with somebody who's been uh, around uh, YFC and Youth Unlimited long enough to uh, yeah. lend uh, not you know the wisdom of your experience, yeah. and uh, you've seen a lot of people come and go, and uh, I, I think that 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 because of that, I think your observations carry that much more weight. So we do really appreciate you. Yeah, Daryl and, and Naomi, and and people are free to contact me at any time if they yep. want to chat further. Well, we'll definitely yeah. make sure we have some contact info, All some, right. Good uh, some show notes. So awesome! Thank Good you stuff. so much. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for joining us on this first ever Momentum podcast. If you'd like to contact Paul Robertson directly. You can check him out online at paulrobertson.ca. If you'd like to learn more about Momentum or chat with us, any questions, or if you'd like to get connected, send us a note, momentum at yfccanada.org.